are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depietro.com. This is more like it. My goodness. Now, listen, this it's obviously a little cloudy out, but uh, we'll take some clouds and sun compared to the rain. A very, very comfortable day on this uh, Thursday. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by, and don't forget, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. And there's a lot of accidents lately. I don't know why. Uh, it's terrible, as a matter of fact. A lot of accidents. How about, I mean, if someone lost their life in that motorcycle, in the uh, motorcycle accident with the DUI. I'm going to touch on that in in just a moment. But West Fountain Auto Body. So right now at 107, if you're listening to the show on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or you can always listen online at the website, petro.com. But if you were, or someone you know was in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call Kenny. He'll get that vehicle repaired. Remember, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They're located at 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Probably the safest part of Providence is where they're located, which is right off of 95, and they're behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272 272- 3340-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. The original, the best. Remember, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272-3340. Put them to work and let them get on it right away regarding uh, some of the insurance companies. And again, that's what you need. And they will repair your vehicle do a fantastic job. You know, I've told the question, uh, told the story, I should say, that in the past, some of the protesters, um, they've uh, vandalized my vehicle. And then I had it fixed by West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, call them today, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. What I mean is, um, let's see, uh this is interesting. Westerly School Committee unanimously rejects resolution prohibiting divisive concepts. That's a nice picture. Patricia Morgan was sitting right up front with that. But police charged drive with DUI, DUI in fatal Route 146 crash involving a motorcycle. So the Rhode Island State Police charged a drive with DUI. This happened like yesterday afternoon, right? This was right fatal of a motorcycle on Route 146. Happened yesterday afternoon. Admiral uh, Street exit ramp. That's right near the state house. 31-year-old Winsocket man, Rudy Maldonado. He was operating a motorcycle, traveling behind a Honda when he entered the exit, the right exit lane at Admiral Street. The Honda, operated by 31-year-old Yelazid Pimento of Providence. That name sounds familiar, actually. Changed lanes to the right, struck the motorcycle. Motorcycle lost control. He was thrown from it. Transport Rhode Island Hospital. He was pronounced dead. Pimento charged with driving under the influence, death resulting. Driving to endanger, resulting in death. 
driving under the influence, death resulting in BAC unknown. So, folks, again, like, who who is that? Um, who, who are these people, right? Allures, it encourages them to come into the country. And we... We have no idea who these people are, who are they, how are they getting their license. Um, so the the um, driving under the influence death resulting, the BAC, so that is, in fact, you know, they're, they're on something. But my question is just, and by the way, law enforcement, they no longer... They no longer can ask blood alcohol content um, is BAC. They they can no longer question someone regarding what their status is. They're no longer allowed to ask that. And in Providence, they don't ask that. So if if they started to, I I think the numbers would be much higher. So as much as some of the proponents for illegal license, illegal aliens getting a license and others. But what they, they never touch on is the fact that they don't keep track. They don't ask anyone. So I know that locally, for instance, they'll say, hear me out, they'll say there's very uh, low numbers of illegal aliens involved in crime or DUI or anything like that. But what they don't tell you is the fact that they no longer ask that. They're no longer allowed to publish that and ask that. So it's not a matter of, you know, that they're no longer uh, involved with that. It's it's because they're not allowed to. This is a story on Westerly and uh, critical race theory, by the way. This time in Westerly, first school board to vote on a related resolution. Critical race theory is a framework for looking at how some say systemic racism is built into American law and institutions, but that's debated. The night team's Amanda Hoskins is live in Westerly to explain. Amanda? Good evening, Patrice. That public comment now has gone into its fifth hour. It's still happening here behind me, but they are expected to go to a vote soon. This all fueled by lots of emotion. Who becomes the arbiter of what is or is not divisive? A packed house for the Westerly Public School School Committee meeting. My concern and suspicion then was that our kids were being exposed to the tenets and pillars of critical race theory while attending Westerly Public Schools. Yep. A resolution relating to the prohibiting of teaching of divisive concepts, taking over public comment. The resolution regarding an education and curriculum before you tonight will shut down the questions and it will stifle the truth. My teachers do not teach me what to think, but rather to be a critical thinker. The CRT lies in Marxism, which is a... And despite some moments of contention... Please, everyone, refrain. Discussion continued with pause for rounds of applause. Many students shared their own experiences of racism. I was in shock. I felt dehumanized. Hoping the history will continue to be taught. I this motion would just prevent educators from addressing the harsh reality of racism. And if we cannot address it, then we cannot fix it. All my years, things that have been alluded to this evening, I've never, ever seen. While many speakers shared similar sentiments, Westerly, much like the nation, ultimately showed divide. What may I do that a person of color may not? The answer is nothing. I think, you know, that statement gets at the very heart 
of why this resolution is so dangerous. Now, in the last couple of minutes, many members of the school committee themselves have been able to talk a little bit about their thoughts. Many of them seemingly plan to reject this resolution, but right now we're still waiting for you know what's amazing about that, folks? And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, where people um, can obviously uh, tune in on the uh, website, DePietro.com. But what's amazing, whenever the students get up, students, students are not involved with curriculum. That's always like, that's always set. That's always set. I'll take that teacher saying of just how difficult it was and how she became the enemy in the classroom. I mean, I'll, I'll take that as far as what's going on, because that is what's going on. Anyone else that claims anything differently, that, that is not in dealing, um, I don't think, in, in, in reality. The teachers know that. Uh, and as I, I read last hour, they, um, they, you can't imagine the students the, for the students to get up and say uh, the teachers don't tell me what to think that, that 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 says a lot right there. That says an awful lot right there. Now, folks, there's another story that I want to touch on. And this relates to this is very important right now. One fifteen, wherever you are, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. But you have two stories. and I want to give credit to Tucker Carlson. One is. The fact, and this is something that we've talked about, and I'm going to have on tomorrow, Terry Gorman. But many people have questioned a lot of the flights in and out of Rhode Island. And now we know that the U.S. military, they are moving illegals around the country. And this all falls in with the vice president visiting Rhode Island, Raimondo bringing her in for the tour. And then these planes that are landing at Quonset at night. And all these new faces that are showing up in the different communities. So I want to play. Uh, this is a little bit of Tucker Carlson from uh, last night. Now, so what exactly are they doing? Today we have new information for you that answers that question, at least in part. This show has confirmed that the Biden administration has enlisted the U.S. military to move illegal immigrants secretly around our country. That is happening at Laughlin Air Force Base in Texas. We know what's happening there because a man called Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Burroughs sent his subordinates an email spelling it out very clearly. Quote, over the next few days, weeks, or months, the note began, you may see passenger aircraft on our ramp transporting undocumented non-citizens. Please review the attached public affairs guidance on the issue. Burroughs' email then instructed uniformed military personnel to hide what was happening on the base from the country they're sworn to serve. Quote, do not take photographs and refrain from posting anything on social media. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Burroughs offered no national security justification for keeping any of this secret because there is no national security justification for keeping it from the rest of us. He just told the people who work for him not to talk. Now, we got his email from a whistleblower, and at first we doubted it could be real. During the last administration, you'll remember, the Pentagon firmly refused to protect America's southern border. That's not our job, they said. It's too political. Send us to Syria. And yet, according to this document, here was the very same U.S. military leadership at the Pentagon helping the Biden administration with maximum enforced stealth, with secrecy, 
to subvert this country's core immigration laws. It was hard to believe that could be happening, but it is happening. The Pentagon has confirmed it to us. Spokesman Chris Mitchell described the flights from Lachlan as non-citizen movement, part of what he called the U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement's mission. He told us then to direct any further questions to ICE. So we did. We called ICE multiple times. ICE did not deny they were using Lachlan Air Force Base to relocate large numbers of foreign nationals into the interior of our country and do it secretly. The question is, where are all these people going? Several times, ICE promised us additional details, but in the end, we never heard back. Apparently, Americans do not have a right to know where foreign nationals are being resettled in their own country. We do know, thanks to the Center for Immigration Studies, that the administration, the Biden administration, has been sending illegal migrants all over the United States for some time now. Watch this. What's happening most of the time? Now, again, folks, that was Tucker Carlson. So we're going to have Terry Gorman on tomorrow. And Terry's been very, very outspoken about what he believes has been happening. He has sources that have told him that in Rhode Island they've been bringing them in. We know about that. This apparently started when Rhode Island thought they were going to lose the congressional seat. But this this has been, and look at, you know, Mayor Lorza welcoming them into Providence. Cicilline welcoming them in. We're working on it, but I've heard this from from different sources. We're trying to get confirmation that, in fact, that they Rhode Island is one of the targets. Now, also last night, and again, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's one nineteen. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website depietro.com. This portion of the program, I want to appeal. If you're listening right now, if you were in an auto accident. Or maybe a slip and fall, workplace injury, motorcycle accident. You are entitled to be compensated for your injuries. But you need a fighter that's going to help you. You need Jack Calvino. Call today. Free consultation. Wherever you can hear my voice. 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400. Or online. Fight back. CallJack.com. Auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury. Attorney Jack Calvino, 50 years personal experience, and his firm has 100 years total combined with his staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. Or online at FightBackCallJack.com. Now, folks, good afternoon again. It's 121 this was um, very interesting last night as Tucker Carlson broke out exactly regarding the voter fraud that happened in Georgia. If you haven't heard it, it's worth listening to. Again, folks, this is uh, Tucker Carlson last night talking about the voter fraud. Except it's not true. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia, last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. From the beginning, this show has tried to be fact-based when we talk about the 2020 election results. So here's what we know tonight, factually. At least 36 batches of mail-in ballots from the November election were double-counted in Fulton County. That's a total of more than 4,000 votes. Those numbers come from a group called Voter GA, which along with Bob Cheeley sued to get them. The final tally from the double counts we know about amounts to more than 
3,300 votes for Joe Biden and 865 votes for Donald Trump. Now, before you dismiss Bob Cheeley and voter GA as dishonest partisan actors, keep in mind that the strongly leftist center Atlanta Journal-Constitution appears to agree with this, at least in outline. The newspaper reviewed the available digital ballot images independently and concluded that hundreds of ballots were improperly duplicated. What does that look like exactly? Well, here's what it looks like. At a press conference yesterday, a consultant with Voter GA called David Cross showed how we can be certain that votes in Fulton County were counted more than once. Watch. What I'm going to show you here is two ballots side by side. One of them is marked for Jason Shaw, and it's got a little school mark next to it. You can see it's got the identical mark on the second one. And the ballot image is stored up here on the top left. So this one over here is scanner 5162, that's scanner number three, fax number 235, image number 19. And that matches 234, image 59. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. How's that possible? I don't know. Every American should want to know, because the answer gets to the heart of the integrity of our elections, otherwise known as our democracy. We're not talking about a couple of ballots here. We're talking about a lot of ballots, at least hundreds of ballots involved, enough potentially to affect the outcome of the election. Here's another example. Here's one next one. All right, so same facts, number 234, image number two, and 235, image number 61. Republican, 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 all the way down to the point where this little spot up in Fannie Willis matches this one over here. So question that that ballot was counted twice. So what's the explanation for this? Well, if you ask Fulton County, these discrepancies, the ones you just saw on the screen, were isolated incidents. Just a handful of bad ballots happens all the time. The county claims that any errors were caught in previous recounts. The problem is that neither one of those claims is true. Surveillance footage obtained by voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention to the tape we're showing you to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found. Quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump. The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden, 140 votes for Donald Trump, and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that?
How is that not flat-out criminal fraud? We'd love to know because it certainly sounds like flat-out criminal fraud. We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd, as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now, why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. And then there's this. An elections expert called Mark Davis analyzed data from the post office. He found that nearly 35,000 Georgia voters moved out of their county of residence more than a month prior to election day. They were ineligible to vote, and yet they did. They still voted in their old county. That is illegal. It's not a small thing. Violating election law is something we should care about. And by law, their vote should have been excluded from the total. But they were not excluded. Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand that the system they've been told is on the level is in fact rigged. And when they believe that, God knows what they do next. So let's find out what actually happened. Let's find out immediately. Let's find out without shame. It's our right to know. It's our responsibility to know. Now, folks, he is exactly right. And again, good afternoon. At 128 on this uh, nice, pleasant Thursday, it's July 15th. You're listening to The John DePietro Show Folks, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. Um, don't forget about for your, your towing needs, contact State Towing Service, auto sales and repair, 24-hour towing. Call them today. Call Michael Salvatore, 380 Valley Street in Providence, 24-hour towing, 401-331-0925. State Towing Service, auto sales and repair, 380 Valley Street, 401 331 0925. I also want to, let's see, also want to remind you about, where is he? Uh, J.K.L. Engineering. That's exactly right. Now, right now, it's warm. It sounds like August could be just a scorcher. Folks, call J.K.L. Engineering for all your cooling needs. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351 7600 401 351 7600 JKL Engineering. Remember, 54 years in business. They're also licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's JKL. Call them 401 351 7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. They do it right. They do it right the first time. 
Remember, Central Air is a game changer for your life. Call J. Kale Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Folks, how about also Black Lives Matter has issued a statement regarding the situation in Cuba. And see, I, I like situations like this because it starts to highlight exactly Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans, urged to immediately lift the economic embargo. This cruel, inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government is at the heart of Cuba's current crisis. Black Lives Matter continues. Since 1962, the United States has forced pain and suffering on the people of Cuba, cutting off food, medicine, supplies, costing this tiny island nation estimate $130 billion. Without that money, it's harder for Cuba to acquire medical equipment, need to develop its own COVID vaccine, equipment for food production. This comes in spite of the country's strong medical care history, lending doctors and nurses disasters around the world. People of Cuba being punished by the U.S. government because the country maintained its commitment to sovereignty and self-determination. United States leaders have tried to crush this revolution for decades. Instead of internal uh, respect, goodwill, the U.S. government has only instigated suffering for the country's 11 million people, of which 4 million are black and brown. Cuba has historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed people of African descent from protecting black revolutionaries through granting asylum, supporting black liberation struggles, Angola, Guinea, and South Africa. Now we look to President Biden and the embargo, something President Obama called for in 2016. This embargo is blatant human rights violation must come to an end. You know, they are so twisted that that is absolutely ludicrous. It's just the opposite. It's the people of Cuba that are prisoners there. People can't even come and go as they choose. They didn't choose the government. Castro took it over. See, this is what I'm talking about. They are absolutely moronic. No idea what they're talking about. What? Where to blame? No, we're not going to fund a communist regime. We're against communism. They are just lost. See, it's always the United States to blame. It's always, we're always the oppressor. I mean, that is frightening that they believe that. Really is. Wow. Holy, of course, but of course they do. <sighs> yeah, of course it's the United States' fault about Cuba. Just, just the opposite. You know, if I see one more, welcome to Jim Crow too. The, 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 what are these people talking about? Why? Because, as you just, voter ID is not Jim Crow. These people just make things up. I don't care. You have to call these people out when they are blatantly lying. They need to be called out. Absolutely.
And right by the way, right now, Biden doesn't know what to do about Cuba. I mean, that is is a crisis. But the solution is not to end it. The solution is, hey, then then if if that's the way. um, I'll, I'll refer to those great piece. Cuba's communist strike back. The regime is rounding up the usual Democrat suspects and more. As the world's attention moves away from Cuban and Sunday protests, shouldn't forget the brave individuals being rounded up and brutalized by the government. Crackdown has been vicious. Cuban police riot gear, military troops, paramilitary groups have been unleashed on civilians. The press trying to chronicle events. Thanks to cell phone technology, much of the ugly stuff is available for the world to witness. Multiple images have captured state security wrestling demonstrators into custody, knocking them down. One video shows plainclothes agents chasing a young Cuban to the roof of a building where they beat him with batons until he collapsed. Another video shows police firing on civilians in Havana. Associated Press photographer Ramon Espinosa's face was bloodied by police while covering the protests. According to AP, a mob of pro-regime activists also assaulted an AP cameraman disabling his camera. Cuban dissidents have been arrested along with 190 others. The whereabouts of some of them are unknown. The protests were remarkable for their size and number of young participants who chanted in favor of liberty and against the dictatorship. This isn't supposed to happen because Cubans are raised to fear the regime. The fear has dwindled. And the dictator seems determined to beat it back. And here you have, folks, as embarrassing as it is, Black Lives Matter coming out in favor of the brutal regime of Cuba, of communism. Much like, much like the fact that Biden, they won't call it communism. They won't criticize communism. You know, I I just think at this point, between critical race theory and Black Lives Matter, people have choices to make. People absolutely have choices to make as far as who you really want in power. Because, you know, Kamala Harris, the VP, they're just going to continue with this. They absolutely just go along with it. They're not going to question in any way. They're not going to do anything different in any way about it. Absolutely, they're on board with it. They're not going to, no, they're not going to rock the boat in any way. There was another um, story, and again, folks, good afternoon at 137. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Where's the, um, let's see, hold on, I want to just read the story that has to do it's kind of funny. Uh, Matt Walsh is really good on Twitter. Can we take a minute and laugh together with this? Black Lives Matter attacked Boston Pride, a gay activist group that's been around for 50 years, claiming that they're too white. Boston Pride responded by apologizing and disbanding its entire organization in shame. Rather than work to embrace diversity, Boston Pride shut its doors. After 50 years in operation, Boston Pride has announced it's going to shut down. In a statement issued July 9th, Boston Pride Board of Directors explained they're dissolving the organization, failure to represent trans people and people of color. 
Over the past years, we've uh, facilitated programs, events, changed society. We know there's still work to do. It's clear our community needs and wants change without the involvement of Boston Pride. We've heard the concerns of the queer, trans, black, indigenous, people of color community and others. Folks, you know what's amazing is I know all those. It's actually Q-T-B-I-P-O-C. I know that's queer, trans, black, indigenous, people of color. We care too much about standing in the way. Therefore, Boston Pride is dissolving. The announcement came after years of critiques and boycotts. In 2015, the Pride Parade was interrupted by a Black Lives Matter protest. Activists demanded representation within the organization. Last year, Boston Pride lost a whopping 80% of its volunteers after releasing a lukewarm statement on police brutality. Statement was originally co-authored by black community leaders who found their words had been admitted And most notably, the phrase Black Lives Matter. Many of these former volunteers went on to create Boston Pride for the people and call for the resignation of the Boston Pride board members. Last month, Boston Pride Linda DeMarco announced her resignation would be forthcoming. And now the entire board has followed. This statement continued. We know many people care about Pride in Boston. We're encouraged to continue to the work. The announcement of the board's dissolution, however, has been met with Continued frustration. The Boston Dyke March lamented instead of working with community leaders to change the leadership without disruption, they've chosen a close up shop, taking as they go resources given to pride by the community. Despite the abrupt news and lack of resources, new leaders are emerging to bridge the gap. Trans Resistance Massachusetts, whose march in June attracted thousands in support, have announced their collaboration with several trans, queer, black, indigenous, people of color groups to create a more inclusive pride in Boston. (laughs) My goodness. You know, folks, also, just in radio talk, I want to commend Boston Sports Hub. Because as much as, when you think about it, it is incredible how I like radio battles and I like radio wars. A lot of people don't. There's a lot of people surviving these days because of lack of competition. Competition is good. Competition makes the product better. People shouldn't be afraid of it. There's a lot of people that operate. And the only reason they even operate is because they don't have any competition. Obviously, Pork Boy, Dan Pork is the best example of that, right? No competition, none. Not all due respect. I'm talking statewide. Statewide. Granted, the John Dion program and, and uh, Larry and Jen, obviously much better to listen to. Don't get me wrong. But talking about statewide competition. Now, years ago, in the 80s, a monster station was WCOZ. 94.5, 94.5 WCOZ. And then they went to war with WBCN. And WBCN, there were a couple of things at play here, by the way. WCOZ, at one point, I loved WCOZ, 94.5. That was a great rock station. But they actually ran into some politics with, they were doing so well. The way I understood it was they refused to be part of the rating system at the time. And BCN knocked them out of the box. 
And then, you know, even on the West Coast, a lot of people won't realize this, but you had a big battle. You had the Mighty Met and you had KLOS, two rock stations. That used to be a big deal in different cities where the rock stations would battle it out. So you had a little bit of that locally, but HJY has always been the dominant one. But the BCN-COZ battle was big. So when the Sports Hub came along, that was, uh, you know, that was, that was pretty brave to go up against the mighty WEEI. That a lot of people felt the only reason they were able to exist the way they were was because of lack of competition. And now it is not even close. I mean, the, the rights for the Red Sox has just decimated that station. EI is a shell of what it once was. And the Boston Globe is a big story of just how much they're destroying EI, meaning 98.5, the sports hub. Um, and now it's just, you know, it's, it's like one person after another is leaving. But they, they had, EI had a great morning show, and they didn't know how to hold on to it and lost it. And now they have a terrible morning show. Um, so then Dale Arnold leaves as if he's the problem in midday. He wasn't. And they replaced him with someone who bounces around, getting crushed. It's not even like, you know, one wins this time, the other wins the other time. The Sports Hub has like five times the audience. Then, most recently, the Big O. Ordway announces he's leaving, being forced out, really. I mean, and now what do they announce? Greg Hill's going to bring in a new morning female co-host. Yeah, like that's going to solve the problem. It is just incredible. I mean, I, I don't know how much longer, how much longer do they hang in there? I mean, they do have the socks, but baseball is a shell of what it once was. How about the All-Star game? Eight million people watched the baseball All-Star game. I forget who was mentioning it, but it was years ago. 35 million people watched the baseball All-Star game. I think the number, if that, was 8 million people. And that's really the only thing that is keeping that place afloat. Um, But it is, and you won't see a lot of it talked about or written about. But I'm just fascinated that. And I feel confident enough to talk about other talent, but that that Felger and Maz, boy, if you have the right talent, folks, it's all about talent. If you have the right talent, look at how, I mean, Felger and Maz was able to take down that, that Ordway Big Show. That was a big time program for a long time. Ordway used to like take off the month of August. They used to let that former guy who went to Bishop Hendrickson, Pete Shepard. Used to like let him. He was like the host of the show, and all the guys in and out. But they had no competition. But it's an interesting move to that they're decimating them by the afternoon. That is a dominant afternoon show, and they have four to five times the audience. Not even double, more than double. Five times the audience of the afternoon. Midday is the same thing. You know, I always like Zoe. He's a good guy, talented guy. His former partner, who's bombing there, not so much. And, and they may get a little bit of a bump, 
because of the Red Sox, but not really. But look at Hill. You know, all those years. Anyone ever think maybe it was the music? Maybe it was the music. You have a guy that has to be surrounded by. Always there's always be leery. Always be leery of Rush Limbaugh taught me. He said, always be leery of people that have to have the ensemble around them. You got to be able to do a show alone. When I first started really doing it, I used to do that. I used to have different people on with me. But it was Rush, Rush that taught me and said, you got to take off the training wheels. The problem with having two people is you don't know who the problem is if things are not going well. You know, that's happening right now. The people that they chose to replace Rush... It's it's total train wreck. That thing is terrible. I tried listening to it the other day. Um, you can't tell who's talking. I mean, I know it sounds a simple thing, but unless you've gotten ratings, you don't know how to get ratings. Unless you've gotten ratings and then you know what the audience likes, you're not going to be successful. You know, that's why Fox is successful. Fox has a lot of competition. Fox has CNN. Fox has MSNBC. Now Fox has Newsmax. Fox has um, OAN, One America. Um, Unless you've gotten ratings, you don't know really what plays with the audience to get ratings. That is a disaster. I don't know who, you know, when I, I met one of the guys before, the other one has no idea what he's doing. That's a real eye opener. That thing is crazy. Crashing. I remember when Stern left, I listened to David Lee Roth 10 minutes on BCN. I think I, I don't remember if I caught him when he filled in. He actually did like an audition. They were trying to hear how it sounded. I remember so Stern left. I was a big Stern fan and David Lee Roth signs on. Never had done a radio show in his life. Good guest. Never did a radio show. Never got a reading in his life. He's the replacement for Stern. Ten minutes in, I, I was shaking my head like, I can't believe this. Ten minutes, th- this, this is a disaster. This is a bomb. This guy has no idea what he's doing, and he didn't. It's a total bomb. You can tell. Uh, but that is, that it is incredible. The EEI brand in sports radio rivaled ESPN. It did. ESPN, what that brand they turn that into means sports. Now, granted, they still have competition, right? Between Fox Sports, Barstools, all different kinds of comp- competitors now. CBS Sports, it all like nips away. ESPN is still strong, just not as strong as, think of it, at one time, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's 149. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. At one time, if you wanted to watch highlights, you heard there was a really good shot or a fight in a hockey game or a big home run, whatever it was. People had to like you had to wait for Sports Center highlights to come on. Now you put on Twitter. Boom. It's online instantly. It was a great game last night, by the way. Milwaukee and uh and um the Phoenix Suns. I like the NBA championship they're smart to move to july what's the rush in the fall why compete against why compete against football nba finals in july is a very good idea start the season christmas day what's the rush those i've been to pro games 
September, October, they're sleepwalking. They're not even really playing. It's like trying to watch the Globetrotters. But what the Sports Hub has accomplished is no small feat. I mean, that is incredible. Granted, they have the Patriots, and the Patriots have enjoyed success. But to take down EEI... You know what else is for EEI to get rid of the morning show they had? Thinking like that was the problem. We're going to get the guy from the rock station and he's going to carry it. Guess again, unless he's going to start playing Aerosmith. It's not happening. And one by one. See, what they're going for now is they're basically saying you don't need big talent. EI was big talent, right? Dennis and Callahan. Uh, Dale and uh, at one point Bob what's his name the guy that was really good on horse racing he was good and then you had the big show and they'd bring in all the former athletes and then that dissolved and now all of a sudden they're deciding let's try it with medium talent so that's what it's resolved to and now I mean, it's not even close, especially when Big O leaves the afternoon. I mean, well, not. I mean, it's a romp now, let alone when he leaves. But I, again, folks, I, I'm in the business. I follow the business. I'm always curious then if people say, "Let's make a move to try to kind of stop the bleeding." So you have a guy who's the running the morning show, and I have nothing against Greg Hill. Nice guy. I run into him time to time. Not lately. Nice guy, knows the business, been on radio a long time. Um, but it was a stretch to put a morning guy on that didn't know sports. But, you know, maybe you surround him with some people that know it. So now they're going to, they get rid of one female, they're going to bring in another one. I don't, I don't, because then you start to look like who exactly is the problem. He's going to be the only one left. He's like going to be the only big name. The rest of the people, they don't know. They just like. They just bring in some former jocks. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what's good, what's not, what plays, what doesn't. The guys, it's also interesting what they're trying to do with Rush is because they kept some of the, the same components. It sounds a little light. It sounds like they're filling in for Rush, but they're not. But that's that's gonna that's a real bomb. Um, they're gonna try to be calm about it, but it's already decimating anyone that carries it. Rush was a talent. Rush had talent. You know, as much as they would say on loan from God, what he did was day in, day out. He knew what worked. He started in Kansas City. He was out in Sacramento. Rush, first and foremost, was a broadcaster. You're not going to replace that with what? The guy from Tennessee, again, seems like that. No one's saying they're not. He, he, they bring him on Fox. He thinks he's, he's, got, he's doing what Rush did. Not even close. No, I heard it. And the guy they have with him, Buck, it's, it's just not there. I've heard that guy before. Supposedly former CIA. Uh, supposedly. CIA, CIA can't say whether or not someone worked for them or not. I should start saying I'm a former CIA agent, but they, they deny it. Former New York cop, I've seen the guy up close. I, I, you know, he doesn't frighten me. It's not like a big cop. 
desk job, maybe? Volunteer? Possible. They're not moving the needle. No. They don't even know what to talk about. They don't know what to talk about. But I just want to circle back. My, my real point, I'm not trying to bash EEI. I'm not. But what the sports have has done, that, that is not easy to do what they have accomplished. That is not easy to do. They, uh, they, are, they have completely decimated someone who was dominant, who had, you know, it's like a race. They had a big head start, but is no longer. It's not like, you know, if that was a fight, the ref would stop it. Like it was like a boxing match. It's that much of a blowout. I mean, it is, it is over. They may not realize that it's over, but it is over. You're not coming back from that. No, because now you're just in free fall. Um, and you're not going, you know, and I get the whole attitude or like, we'll just put on some other people to talk sports. Well, it doesn't work that way. It absolutely doesn't work that way. Folks, I want to remind you again on this Thursday, it's John DePietro. Remember, we taste, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call Ryan. Now, you're listing right now. And you're saying, Juan, my appli- I have a broken appliance. And... Uh, it's not working, and my good-for-nothing son-in-law doesn't know how to fix it. Folks, call Ryan's Appliance Repair today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Whether it's a washer, dryer, dishwasher, stove, refrigerator, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. And senior citizens discounts are available. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 Now remember, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. When you think about it, it's not that difficult. You're a radio station. You hire people who will attract people to listen to the radio. That's the goal. Forever, that was the goal, and that was the how you measure success. Does this person attract people to listen? They don't always have to agree, but are they at least entertained by the show? Do they motivate? Now, most of the time, if, if no one likes you, you're not going to. If, if no one likes you, you become like the Dan York situation. That's another show. That's over. Completely over. Title his book, My Life as a Fraud. It was never there. It's all on the inside cell. The business has changed somewhat to maybe a lot of people don't listen, but. The political correctness, we have to pacify. And some of that is going on right now. But it's sheer core. The people that were the most successful in the business, the top three, Rush, Stern, Imus. What did they do? They got people to listen. They attracted people who listened. 
stern. Many times it was people that didn't even like him. But they were entertained and wanted to see what he was going to say next. Imus, very talented broadcaster. Rush. Rush did basically impossible. From 1988 to 2021. Dominant presence. Dominant. Still relevant. Still setting the agenda. Still saying these are the things that are important. Very difficult to do. When people say, well, we're going to try it different. We're going to put some different voices on. Or people want to hear that. Wrong. You can tell. You can tell. Many of you can tell. Many of you. I still have people after all these years. I get their email. I don't agree with what you, I don't remember you said this. I remember you said that. But I always know you're into it. You're plugged in. Going to be entertained. Going to find out what's happening. Not going through the motions. Not trying to screen out for the political correctness. Nothing like that. Now, folks, remember, and again, good afternoon, 159 on this Thursday. It's John DePietro. Remember, visit our website. DePetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. If you want to support the show, good news, you can do it. It's right at the top of the website. If you want to get a hold of me, there's a button that says Contact John. If you want to shop in our shop, there's a shop, click on that. If you want, where it says Radio Show, you can listen, you ever miss a segment. Now, if there's breaking news, boom, we're on with the Facebook Live feed. We are going to be back tomorrow at 11, but remember, if there's any breaking news, I will be on Facebook Live. Coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it's going to be the John Dion program. Enjoy WNRI Winsocket.